Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hurrah! Here I am with another episode of the Feckit Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. And yes, I have found time to fit in recording this episode and speaking to all you incredible and amazing people out there who are often very silently battling eating disorders in ways that are just so actually pretty damn heroic and in ways that people just don't realise what you're going through each and every single day doing battle with your brain, doing battle with this powerful urge to eat less or to eat in very rigid and structured ways or to compensate for eating and to keep your body in energy deficit. And to those of you pushing against that every single day, when people around you just don't get what you're going through, you are a hero in my eyes. You are an incredible and strong and brave human being. And because of that, because you're not just sitting back and letting the eating disorder consume you, I know that you are going to be more than okay when you get through this and that you will get through this because you are determined. Yes, you are determined (laughs) and you are courageous because it does take courage to do this and to allow yourself to be vulnerable and to go through the pain and discomfort that overcoming an eating disorder will create, that side of it is inevitable, that in the short term it is going to feel uncomfortable, it's going to feel emotionally painful. But you're letting yourself go there and you're willing to let yourself go there and that's what matters. So this episode then is, again, the last episode was something about making decisions about food when you're overcoming an eating disorder. And actually this episode, the topic of this episode is continuing with that general decision-making over food theme. And I'm calling this, don't think, just eat to overcome a restrictive eating disorder. So if you're trying to make food decisions to find your freedom from an eating disorder and you're struggling each day with overthinking and anxiety, then it might be time to apply the don't think and just eat approach. Because after all, it is a truth universally acknowledged that eating disorders just love thinking. And they love not just thinking, but they love overthinking, planning, plotting, trying to perfect the best way to eat, a way that feels safer, more possible, and less chaotic. And that's understandable, When your brain has a powerful addiction to restrictive eating and restrictive eating habits and those habits have become your most effective tool to feel calm and more able to get through your days, then eating anything outside those restrictive habits will feel chaotic and wrong. And that's going to create massive peaks of anxiety. It's going to create really intense fear reactions and feelings of wrongness. And that anxiety will then create racing thoughts, 
where your brain is trying to find a solution that will allow you to escape the perceived threat. And in this case, your perceived threat is the threat of getting out of energy deficit, allowing your body to not be in such a rigid state of energy deficit and starvation anymore. So many people attempting to overcome an eating disorder and break restrictive eating habits become experts at plotting and planning how to eat more, but in ways that make them still feel safe. And therefore, actually, in ways that remain restrictive, but maybe with just less restriction than they were using before. And that essentially means that the eating disorder is still giving them a hit from their drug of restriction and their drug of energy deficit. And so the eating disorder isn't actually going too far away. So even if a bit more food is added to the day, it remains part of a very formulated, controlled, calculated, and actually very overcomplicated eating equation. But before any of you now jump to feeling like you're not doing recovery right, you're doing recovery all wrong, because you are consuming more, but you are still eating in quite a rigid and planned out way, please, please stop your inner critic in its tracks. I'm not saying that you're doing recovery wrong if you're doing recovery in quite a planned and formulated way to make yourself eat more at the moment. When you're overcoming a powerful restrictive eating disorder and beginning to add more food into what might have been years worth of eating in a very rigid and habitual and restricted way, then any changes from your old ways and your old habits are a good start and those changes are ruddy hard to do. They are so hard to make even tiny changes at the beginning to your eating. So give yourself massive credit if you've made any changes and you are eating more without compensating for it. But once you are past the initial stage of making yourself eat more and starting to emerge from the deeper depths of energy deficit, demonstrating to yourself that you really can make changes that go against the eating disorder and building your self-confidence in that, then sooner or later you're going to need to push further out of the planning, plotting, or very structured way of eating that's likely to remain present. And as I said before, an eating disordered brain loves to overthink food and eating, working out how to eat more, what, when, how much, and all kinds of mental gymnastics of am I hungry or not? Surely this is too much? And so on and so forth. I know that in my case, I was an absolute expert at trying to think my way out of the eating disorder and think my way towards eating more, creating less feelings of chaos and wrongdoing. But the overthinking just led to higher anxiety, future tripping and really mental exhaustion. Sometimes the more thought that you put into eating, the more likely you're just going to find that you've overwhelmed and exhausted your brain with all the thinking, resulting in higher anxiety. And so with all that exhaustion, you then just resort back to the safety of the foods and the eating habits that you know, because your brain is just too exhausted and overwhelmed to actually do anything else. Or you will spend so much time trying to think, plan and plot eating more 
that you then find that that's replaced the more important thing, which is the actual action of eating. As I said in my last episode, food decisions can be so hard with an eating disorder, but when you're facing a food decision and you're spending minutes or hours thinking about it, weighing up all the options and discarding all kinds of great choices because some very persuasive fear-based thoughts have entered your mind for why the cake really isn't a good idea today, but maybe tomorrow, it's time to apply the don't think and just eat rule to recovery. So the don't think, just eat rule is where you make a quick decision, giving yourself three seconds to acknowledge the most terrifying food that first enters your mind and go with it. When you're stuck between the persuasive eating disorder arguments for why to eat less and the pro-recovery arguments for why to eat more, and you're engaging in both lines of thinking and having that great debate in your brain, weighing up the pros and cons of all possible outcomes in the hope that the answers will come and it will suddenly be easier to make that pro-recovery choice, then just stop. If you continue down that path, you will end up more frustrated with yourself for being so indecisive, your anxiety will just have escalated, and you're more likely to give up on it all, feeling dejected and hopeless. So at this point, instead, apply the don't think, just eat approach. Decide you will make your choice in three seconds or less, focusing on the most terrifying option that first enters your brain, because that will be the most pro-recovery choice you can make. Decide that you will stick to this option no matter what thoughts, doubts or anxieties follow. Doing this will help to eliminate the ability to overthink, talk your way out of something or make excuses. Yes, you might fear that if you use this approach that it will lead you to making the wrong choice. But what if there aren't any wrong decisions there aren't any wrong choices, and you can deal with the outcome of any eventuality, of any choice that you happen to make in that three seconds. And when you fear that choosing one option risks leaving you missing out on another option that you might have also wanted, then go back to my earlier episode on food decisions and the fact that you don't have to eliminate any food options at all, now or ever because you can now eat as much as you like of all the foods you want, today, tomorrow, and in every single day for all the rest of your days. Therefore, when you notice you're hungry and you decide decide that you need to eat, which for many of you coming out of energy deficit will be much of the time, then give yourself three seconds to make your choice and go with it. If you allow yourself to spend more time than this deciding, then you will risk letting the eating disorder interfere. So ask yourself, what is the most terrifying and incredible thing that I do really want to eat right now? And the first idea that pops into your mind is the one to go with, shutting down the thoughts that follow. At the end of the day, eating disorders create anxiety and anxiety creates overthinking. And it's the overthinking that then exacerbates the anxiety and the future tripping thoughts, predicting the worst for the future 
And so it goes on in an ongoing vicious cycle of anxiety and overthinking. You need to break that cycle. And an excellent way to break the cycle is to just stop. Stop the thinking. Don't think, just eat. Let the thinking go. Let down your eating disorder generated inhibitions. Push away the shoulds or the should haves and allow the eating disorder's control over you to subside. That is going to feel at first like you are losing control, but this is actually you reclaiming your control over yourself. Is that terrifying? Sure it is. Of course it is. Of course it's terrifying. You've got a restrictive eating disorder that wants to hold you in a very restricted and miserable life. So it's terrifying to go against that. It's terrifying not to think and just go and grab some food and go against all that feels right to you and your brain. But that can also be exhilarating if you let it be. So focus on not focusing too much on how to perfect your recovery. This process isn't supposed to be perfect. It's crazy, messy, chaotic, snotty and emotional. And so it should be. When you feel out of control, overwhelmed, uncertain, and as if everything is wrong, then I would lay bets you are doing everything right. Focus on not over planning how to eat more, when, where and what, so that you have every mouthful documented, planned and registered. Focus on not overthinking. In fact, focus on as little thinking as you can when making food choices and let your true instincts and your hunger through and let them guide you. Focus on not over-questioning, am I hungry or not? If you're asking that question, then just eat. You are hungry. Focus on disengaging from your fears and what-ifs. Focus on not thinking about tomorrow and future tripping, so you are not wondering how you will cope with weight gain, or what eating this cookie will do to your tomorrows, or even to how you will manage with the rest of that day if you do eat the cookie now. Just eat for the moment you are in, and proudly so. After all, children, animals, and people who are really in tune with their appetite, without doubting it, will eat for the moment they're in. And that's where freedom from an eating disorder lies, not by thinking, but by eating. Eat for this moment. Stay present. Trust yourself and your body as you push away inappropriate doubts or guilt. Your body will guide when you let it, so please let your body guide you. Your brain and your body are not trying to trick you. Yes, the eating disorder side of your brain is trying to keep you in a miserable addiction, but the deep hungry side of your brain is actually trying to keep you alive and wants you to eat, and that's the side to listen to. Open your mind to the potential of being someone free around food, and by that I mean completely free around food. And at the moment, your brain is probably very narrowed in its perspective of what being free around food actually means and what that looks like. But start to open up that vision of possibility in your mind as to what actually freedom around food can look like for you as well as for other people, because it's just as possible for you to find that freedom around food. And it just takes 
opening up this narrow focus of what your field of vision on food looks like to a much wider world of food possibilities. Tell yourself that all foods are an option and nothing is off limits. Let yourself develop an abundance mindset because that's where the best brain reprogramming lies. Notice when you're attaching moral judgments to foods in types or amounts and let yourself eat those foods you have these limiting and damaging beliefs around. Decide that the most terrifying foods and challenging eating situations are the only compass you will follow in mindless and amazing ways while resting and not compensating. So let yourself stop thinking and start eating finding your wild and joyful, fabulous freedom, because you deserve that fabulous freedom. My challenge then for you today is to give yourself three seconds for your next food decision. One, two, three, and then grab the foods that are taunting and terrifying you, going with the first exhilarating idea that enters your mind, no matter what thoughts or doubts follow. It is the right choice. You do know that deep down. That three-second choice that you think of and you really want to grab, it's the right choice. Because how can it not be? This might all sound a little crazy and you might think it's impossible. But is it really? Is it really impossible? Why don't you find out just what is possible? Now, before I end, I just want to make an important last note in this episode, because any of you listening to this who've read my books, who've listened to my podcasts before, or who have worked with me, you might now be questioning how this fits into the journaling and the self-reflection and setting intentions and the other deeper work that I also advocate as being important in your process to overcome an eating disorder. The don't think, just eat approach to use when you're making a food decision doesn't mean that you don't continue with the other work of reflection and journaling. And it doesn't mean not setting wider and even specific intentions around food and other things within your day-to-day journey and your process to finding freedom. So you still absolutely set intentions that today I am going to go to McDonald's and I am going to order a full-size Big Mac meal with a dessert, and I'm going to do that. You still have those intentions so that you're still making that progress. That still really matters, and that is still really important. Self awareness with ongoing daily reflection to recognize your patterns of thought, identify your emotions, and when they are creating higher urges towards eating disorder behaviors, being able to identify your progress and where your challenges still lie so that you can address them is not just important, but that is actually vital work to do. Deeper thinking in a self-reflective, calm and strategizing way is necessary, but the mental gymnastics created by an anxious and disordered monkey brain when trying to decide on an in-the-moment food choice is rarely helpful, and that's what this episode relates to. So when you're in the moment of deciding between What am I going to eat right now? Am I going to go for the terrifying thing that I know deep down I really want and that will be amazing for my recovery, but actually it just feels so wrong that I don't know that I can do it. And so maybe I will just go for the safe food instead. 
in that moment, you just go one, two, three, I'm grabbing the really terrifying thing. That's what I'm talking about here. So I just wanted to clarify that. The self-reflection, the ongoing journaling, all that deeper work is still so important. And giving yourself time every single day to do that work, even if it's the last thing you want to do, can make all the difference in your progress and in overcoming the eating disorder. So please keep doing that work as well. But when you're in the moment, when you really need to just go and grab some food, don't think and just eat. Because eating is never wrong. And I think you do know that. That's my episode for today. I hope that that's given you something to work on and something else to think about and maybe a little challenge to face in the next day and the coming weeks. But I hope you are doing okay. I hope that the world is treating you well at the moment and that you're finding space in your life to do the really hard work that this process demands of you. You can get through this and you will get through this, but give yourself the space to do it. And show yourself compassion in this work. Don't expect it to be perfect because this process is never perfect. But keep striving for it to be better every single day and you will be making more progress than you realise in no time at all. I'm Helly. You'll find me on hellybarnes.com and I will speak to you very soon. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.